Thank you for tuning in to the Victory is Greater Than the Struggle, an ex-lesbian podcast with myself, your host, Jessica Newsom. So I wanted to talk to you guys a little bit about letting go. There are things that we need to let go of in order to move forward. One of the things that I hear the most when it comes to people, and of course what I've seen in my life, is the inability to let go of the very things that pretty much try to choke out any positive um uh, uh, aspects of moving forward in our future, whether it's um, changing the way we think, letting go of bad relationships or toxic relationships. Sometimes these things don't even seem bad, right? A relationship can seem good, but it may not be the one that God has for you. Maybe you're asking God, well, what is the destiny, the future that you have for me? And he's showing it to you piece by piece, but who you choose to be in relationship with uh, who you choose to marry will greatly alter your destiny, right? It is what it is. But a lot of times people settle. A lot of times people say, well, I want the future you have for me, God, but I want this person. And this person may be okay, but they will hold you back from your destiny. Maybe this relationship is toxic, uh, physically abusive, emotionally abusive, whatever the case is. And it will crush the dreams and the hopes that God's trying to put on the inside of you. Whatever it is that you're struggling with, when I'm talking about struggling, I'm talking about moving forward in the things of God. What is it that you're praying for? What is it that you're asking God for? There are things that's going on right now in your life that are holding you back from receiving God's best, from allowing you to move forward into God's best. But a lot of times we blame God for the good things not unfolding when God is saying, I've been waiting on you to let go of the things that's actually holding you back. But the problem with letting go is we have to relinquish control. So many times, if we don't think that we can have better, we end up settling. We settle in relationships. We settle, um, we settle with just mindsets, wrong thinking, negative thinking. Sometimes we don't even want to put the effort needed to grow and move forward. Maybe it's going back to school. Maybe it's taking certain classes. Maybe it's hanging around people that have more of a positive mindset because maybe you end up hanging around people that are negative, people that may think the way you do. And if you want to grow, if you want to move into the things of God, if you want to move forward, even in business, whatever the case is, we have to start to hang around people that are smarter than us, that think differently than us, and their lives are the fruit of those things. They are more successful in their walk with God, in their businesses, whatever the case is. So we have to do a mind shift. The Bible talks about renewing our minds. We have to let go of our understanding, our thinking, our knowledge, our ways and say, God, download the way you think, download the way uh, you understand situations, like impart those things in me so that I am a better person and a better Christian and I can move forward in the things that you have for me. But there's the fear of the unknown. That's where many of us get stuck. It's the fear of the unknown. Well, God, I don't know that if I let go of this person, you'll give me someone else. So I'm going to hold on to it because it's something. Because we are afraid of the void that will be created in our lives and we don't know if God will fill it. 
Or maybe we don't know if God truly is enough to fill that void, if his presence is enough. And we struggle with those thoughts. We struggle with, the, with, with those ideas. And the more we struggle and not move forward, making a decision to, to do what God is asking us to do, we end up staying stuck. We stay stuck in a state of thinking that is stagnant. We stay stuck in relationships that aren't um, edifying us, that aren't healthy, that aren't moving us forward because we're settling. And maybe you know people around you who are settling and they're encouraging you to settle too. They're justifying why it's okay to stay in these relationships. They're justifying why it's okay to think the way you do. They're just pulling you down. They may not realize it, but they're pulling you down. They aren't moving you forward. If you speak with maybe women of faith who are further along than you, they will tell you exactly what you need to let go of. If you've reached out to me and we've Zoomed and had conversation like I love to do, I have told you over and over again the things that you need to do, the things that you need to let go of, but so many times people do not listen or they are not consistent. Consistency is key in following God. It's not always just do it one time and then poof, God just does his magic thing and everything's fine. So many of us are just stuck on just the miracles of God, those Bible miracles. And can God do those things? Of course, he still does them today, but he does not want us to live by miracles. He wants us to live by faith and following him. Jesus even talked about the Pharisees. He talked about those, the, the, those people who just say, well, give us a sign. Do this, God. Just, just change everything. Just be that Messiah, right? If, if you are the Messiah, Jesus, if you are him, then just change everything. Fix everything. Do what the word says you're, 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 you're here to do, right? Let's just end it all now. Let's just have heaven come down right now. Let's just get to the end of this whole thing. Let's get to the book of Revelations, right? But Jesus is like, wait a second. It's not all about the miracles. It's about the faith. It's about the position of your heart. Are you positioned just to receive a quick fix, a miracle, so that you can get what you want and you can keep doing life your way, not growing in the things of God, always still um, a babe in Christ, not maturing? What happens when we remain a babe in Christ and we don't mature? We're always complaining about the things that we think God is not doing. We're complaining about our life and where it is today. We're blaming God for all of our failures when God is saying, you know what? I am calling you to be an active participant in your faith. I need for you to, to, to follow me, to believe me, and to trust me. If you had kids, would you want them to genuinely love you or just love you because you provide food and a roof over, your over, over their head? You want them to genuinely love you through thick and thin, right? They want, you want your kids to love you for you in spite of all of your failures, all of your ups and downs, right? Why isn't it, it the same way with God? Why isn't it the same way with following Jesus? Do you love Jesus because of what he did on the cross? Because he gave you the free gift of salvation, 
because you have the ability to follow him and it's not easy but to follow him into a better life into a better way of thinking into wholeness and completeness in him lacking nothing because we're sitting here broken we're sitting here a mess and God's like I want to put these pieces back together but I need for you to make some decisions in your life so that I can get you to a better place. I want you to be an active participant. Or do we just want the quick fix? Now, a lot of us would love a quick fix. I'll tell you right now, I would love for things to be perfect and just to, you know, wave a magic wand and things be better. But that's not how this relationship with Christ works. You have to seek him with everything. You have to be obedient to him. And when you fall and you screw up and you mess up, it is okay. You repent wholeheartedly. You mean it. And sometimes, I tell you this before, sometimes the most genuine prayer is, God, help me to hate the sin because I love it. Help me to hate it. Help me to have your heart for sin. Help me to love what you love and hate what you hate. That is a genuine, genuine prayer. But we have to forgive ourselves and move forward. So many of us live in condemnation. So it's hard to let go because we are constantly condemning ourselves over what we're doing wrong. And then we end up doing it again because we're in condemnation, because we're listening to the enemy. And then it's this vicious cycle of sin, condemnation, sin, condemnation. If we can get out of condemnation and say, you know what? I did it. I messed up. God, forgive me. Help me to hate it. Help me to hate it because I love it. Help me to hate it, God. If we can give him whatever genuine prayer we have, I pray that it's God, I hate it. I hate that I uh, am doing this. I hate that I keep falling into this trap. If we can give him that genuine prayer and say, God, I repent from it. Help me to move forward and dust ourselves off and not let uh, rest in condemnation and move forward. We'll get further along quicker instead of keep stumbling over ourselves in condemnation. So what are those things in your life that you are refusing to let go of that you continue to justify and make room for? And you're talking to people who will confirm this negativity, confirm wrong thinking. Let me ask you a question. Those people who are confirming wrong thinking, confirming everything but the true word of God, the Bible, confirming twisted theology, look at areas in their life. Do they have a strong relationship with God? Is their relationship with God what you want for your life? Or is there someone else you look at and you're just like, man, that person. So many times I'll tell you a little bit about myself in this area. I had friends that were Christian. Cool, right? It was like a band-aid on my sin. Um, we all sinned. We all messed up. But we claimed to be Christians, but the fruit of our lives was anything like Christianity. What we did in the dark was opposite of how we acted in the light. It was opposite of how we acted around other, other Christians, right? Birds of a feather flock together. So there's a group of people that may call themselves Christians, but go and sin and have a good time when no one's looking around people who are like-minded. But when I had the opportunity to be around true Christians, let me tell you something. 
the way they like they just looked at me like a normal person right you're having a conversation with them but it was something in their eyes it just felt like the holy spirit was looking into my soul someone who is truly following god truly letting the holy spirit reign in their hearts and in their minds someone who is truly following after and seeking the things of god you will be convicted in their presence and it's a good thing it's not bad when this person it was several people but when they would look at me it was as if a flashlight was illuminated on the sins within me it was like they were they were shining a flashlight on the inside of me and you could see all of the ugliness the 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 pornography you could see the um the 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 the, the, the sexual sins the homosexuality the masturbation the 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 pride right the the self-hate um all of the different things that i struggled with it was like it was illuminated and i could see it and it made me f- realize that I was so far away from God, being around someone who was surrounded by light. It made me realize that I was living in darkness. And there are many of you who feel the same way, who have a sense that they are living in darkness. And that form of light that you surround yourself with is nothing like the light of God that, that God can shine on you. It's nothing like the Holy Spirit that comes to redeem and purify and sanctify and set free. God's like, I want to, I want to take that crimson red, all of the sin, all of the impurities, I want to wash them away and make you as white as snow. I, someone who spent so much time wrapped up in wrong thinking and not letting go of those things that were so comfortable to me wrapped up in homosexuality, comfortable with it, wrapped up in, in, in pornography, wrapped up in just lust, all of those things. God began to shed those things off of me the more I sought after him. And he loved me through it. And that's what people tend to miss. God can love you as he's shedding those things away. He can convict you and won't condemn you. God will never condemn you. If you feel condemnation, it is not from God because, because God is, is love. He will let us know what we're doing wrong, but he will love us in it. He will love us through it as he sheds us from those things. But we have to let go and say, you know what? I am choosing to trust God even when it's scary. Even when I don't know what's on the other side of this thing. Even when I don't know how long I'm going to be in this situation of, of, of maybe filling this void and learning how to let God fill, that, fill, fill those holes within me. It's trusting God even when you don't know. There is no way you can get to the other side if you don't let go. Thank you guys for tuning in to The Victory is Greater Than the Struggle, an ex-lesbian podcast with myself, your host, Jessica Newsom. Please check us out on Facebook, on uh, YouTube, on any podcast platform, and our website, www.lovewiththecross.com. Um, donate if you can. Um, this stuff, it's, 
it's not free. It's not free at all. And so uh, um, a lot of stuff we do, we do by, by donations. And I pull a lot of stuff out of my pocket because I do this from um, the bottom of my heart. I want to be for you what I needed in my life and what I had um, in my life during these times of just wondering, how do I get out of this? God, you're calling me, but how do I do this? I love you guys. I'll see you next time. Bye.